Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And greetings listeners, this is our letter to the podcast edition of our 29th series, and we cannot wait for you to hear from our guest today. His name is Marlon, and he is here with us today. Could you please introduce yourself? Um, yeah. Uh, hey folks, I'm Marlon. I'm currently 23 and live in the south of Germany near the Italian border. And who would have thought I like trees? Very cool. Um, Cece mentioned that you are interested in bonsais. Did you have any exposure to them before you started growing your own? Yeah, always. Back then at my parents' home where my aunt lives in our neighborhood because aunt especially loves to push them to everyone she knows because uh, she's like a very extroverted person and to be honest every time I see like a bonsai staying outside a house or inside a room when I meet someone it's just that little attention to detail that gives me that feeling of being at home and being like at a place where just good things happen. And for our listeners who may not know what bonsais are how would you describe them? Well I would say bonsais are little trees but not bushes. It's like a miniature of a big and like a chunky tree with a um, like that's shrunken down to a dwarfish little version of itself. And besides the sort of, I see the emotional attachment you have with the bonsai trees, what makes them special to you? Well, you know, like having a bonsai is like having a problem, like taking care of the problem and if you are looking at that there are like million ways to take care of a situation that is uh, totally true for bonsais and everything because every single little creature is what I like to call them looks differently and has its own character based on how it grew and how it got pruned into and how it got taken care mm-hmm. by its owner so um a bonsai asks the viewer to see beyond the physical plant to a world beyond. Like a bonsai includes the container as an essential part of the artistic uh, composition that have a bonsai outside just to dig straight into the earth. Uh, normally, even outside, a bonsai is planted into a container because part of the design that lives also with the pot itself to the artistic expectations of the one that has put him there in this specific location. Like normally you won't see a miniature tree anywhere. It's very rare to see one out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you exactly get your own bonsai? I know you shared the story of um, your aunt being invested in them but is there a story specifically for you? When my family had a pet and I am getting very kinds of things and when my first pet died like I knew I won't really do again because just option of losing him would be just pain for me yeah or other alternatives where I would know it won't be that easy, that it maybe lives like as long as me or outlives me. So I went, like I got the term 
three or four days in something for me and oh. i just i just asked my aunt I was like yeah just get yourself a little tree <laughs> first moment i i was like okay place my pet with a tree okay uh it sounds weird but you you really you really see that those little trees are li little breathing and living things which, which which you take care of and where you really can see what your actions and what the impact of everything you are doing to it how it behaves like that's an interesting thing. yeah yeah i see i think uh <laughs> i mean i don't have a pet but i know like well that's because my parents don't let me but we have a few friends who have pets and it's just like I it is scary to think about that the pet will no longer be with them and yeah I feel like I I would be really devastated as well when my pet dies if I get one so maybe I'll also take you up on the offer of getting a tree as my pet <laughs> I think you won't regret it just try it out I have a bunch of um, succulents at home and I try to take care of them as best as I can. So maybe I can get a bonsai in the future. Well, succulents are also adding like a little detail if you place them like uh, besides a bonsai, when you just think about it, mm -hmm. the succulents being around the tree and the tree when you when you get it like the roots around the succulents, I mean, it will take like years until it looks the way will in you want it to look like but when it's like at a point where you say you're happy with it and look back at all those years and the work you have taken uh, you have taken care of it and the work you have it's just worth it to to mm -hmm. to do it all yeah maybe i'll think about it and on that note how exactly do you take care of your bonsai other than, of course, pruning the leaves? Like, for example, which soil do you use? How do you water? How much sunlight do they need, etc.? Well, um, I usually put uh, Benny, is what my bonsai is called, um, into another pot every one to one and a half years. And whilst I'm repotting him, I cut his roots so they won't grow too big or grew out of order how i want them to be that's like um important thing that you don't give too much or too little water to to your tree and that's why you have to take care to the part of the tree that's under the earth um yeah normally people refer to pruning like only as the thing you do like with the branches on top and cutting the leaves and everything but it's also a key part that you prune the the hidden side of the tree that you prune like the um the roots and the thing i do when i repot him i get him out of the pot i wash all the soil uh, in the shower away like get everything nice and clean then I put him upside down and every root that hangs down too long gets just cut to an even point with all the others that they won't be too long or that I that they won't have like cross sections that won't look as nice when I'm putting him back into the pot 
when they grew a little bit off how I didn't uh, imagined it to be like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, but it's important. It uh, always takes a while. Like when I do this, it always takes like four to four and a half hours. And mm -hmm. during this whole process, just get like a spray bottle and uh, mist the roots a little bit that they don't starve out too long during that time and get dry. That's nothing that the tree want to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's like the way I'm taking care of Benny. So I have a question specifically about like the way you kind of cut the roots right because yeah correct me if i'm wrong but usually you don't see the roots when they're potted right yeah so that's that's always a thing i do when i'm repotting him so always in those intervals from one to to one and a half years on and on and on for the last uh 16 and a half years now and I had my, um, I think, top planted. I'm not 100% sure on that because I only know the terminology in my mother tongue. Um, and it is like when you see the tree, it grows like a pyramid where the roots and it ends up at the top in the um, the stem where you have the tree like having a small little space under um, under the the big part where the roots are forming a little kind of hut over it so you can see a little bit of the root yes you're right the roots are going into the earth so it's quite hard to tell when you have to trim in or so that's that's why I'm just used this interval of one year to one and a half years when I repot him. Mm, I see. No, Claire and I recently potted a plant. Um, but it was our first time, and we didn't really know you could just turn it upside down. That was just what I thought of when you said you took it out of the pot and like repotted it, because Claire and I have are not very well versed in gardening. So do you kind of just like dig it out of the pot and then like always have this um, positive thing that you can just grab it and take it out of the pot. If you have a healthy tree, that's just nothing to worry about because uh, I mean, uh, as a tree, you just grab everything you have, all the earth with you. It, it gets messy, of course. Mm -hmm. Did you have any difficulties in the beginning of taking care of your bonsai? Well, speaking of watering your, uh, watering your tree, I always overwatered mine. It was like a problem in the first half year until my aunt saw it and saw the um, the reaction of the tree about having too much water and the roots are mm -hmm. where you just have to stick your finger one centimeter or about uh, one fourth of an inch into uh -huh. the earth and 
check if it's still wet and if it is wet you're fine but if it starts to feel dry out then you have to water him a little bit until you're feeling that little bit of wet earth again uh, kind of hanging to your finger if you take it out of that one centimeter deep hole but yeah that's also when my hardest problem with the tree just vanished because well to everything there's a simple solution right you just have to think about it a little bit i did not my aunt did and that's good mm. i know for some plants at least here in america it's pretty common to feed them with other nutrients that are not just like water and sun uh yeah do you do that with your bonsai or is it you just keep it with just water in some well also it's not specifically that i add something to it but i earth that's like something you can get at a store that's nearby my place where you uh, have everything the tree needs to not uh, try to to maximize his growth and just stagnate how you want him to be and grow little little branches and stuff i don't know exactly how it works but it works fine so that's why i'm using this to put him and i noticed that i don't have to to prune the roots that often because it gets uh, not that big than I, when i just used normal gardening earth i see i see how do you know when your bonsai is not feeling or doing well well if it starts to turn the leaves brown that's always a bad sign for trees and also for a bonsai um i got one time that problem where my um bonsai got infected and oh. and uh it was like a, a fungus infection uh, mycelia that settled in the in the stem and I was quite worried about him, but my aunt and with the help of the internet, it got I got quite easy rid of the problem because it was like um, something I could make out of I think three or four parts from the hardware store and the local supermarket where I have to mix it with the earth and then just wait a little bit and don't water it too much and after three uh, i think three or four weeks it started to get better and that's where i also uh, got quite relieved that i don't lose my tree like that that would be like the worst thing that could happen mm -hmm. um do you have a favorite memory or moment where you were like oh i'm very happy with that, what i did with benny or I'm glad I did this or I yeah, chose. Um well it it wasn't it wasn't with Benny, but I got that favorite moment. Um you know, momentarily I'm working overseas a lot. I go back and forth and when I came home after two years of working and saw that one of the projects of me and my aunt grew exactly how I imagined it to be, mm. uh, that was quite a moment where I got everything like serotonin dopamine spread outside uh, spread <laughs> in my body and just just I, I think i was jumping around and 
what got everything dragged them onto that little tree and and told them the story and was like hyperactive and stuff oh. um you know i was imagining like a little tree trunk spiraling on the back of a huge geode my parents uh, got one day mm. and it was like a small project with my aunt and i that, that we planned and i drew like design of the tree how the trunk and how the wow. heads are spreading and how it had to look like mm -hmm. and she knows that i was working like for those two years and followed this plan how i tried it bit by bit and when i look back now it was like seven or eight years ago and now every time i went to my parents place and when i see this beautiful little thing sitting in front of their patio in his little mm -hmm. in his little bowl i just lie down beside it in the grass and think about how powerful we humans actually are that we like just got the knowledge and got everything we need to to grow this tree exactly around this stone how we imagined it in our minds and just did it like that's that's really something we usually forget in the busy days when we are just working and doing the stuff we usually do yeah that's a really sweet moment <laughs> yeah i know in before in our conversation we mentioned you mentioned something with deadwood and how that had to do with how you grew your bonsai specifically so could you elaborate on that yeah um uh, there are lots of ways to grow bonsais like the traditional way where you have to make everything look like a triangle and have the branches always duplicate and duplicate those duplicates and duplicates yeah. the duplicated duplicates and stuff but that's not the way i grew my bonsais um, like you said i usually go for the deadwood bonsais because like that's the most nicest and most artistic way to grow a little creature like engulfing that old piece of ancient wood that would have been part of a big enormous trees hundreds of years ago or just decades ago and then just having this small replica of maybe this exact tree you don't know living and uh, spreading joy to everyone that looks at him just an artistic masterpiece of gardening having this usually that thing that just lays on the shore or just didn't get that much detail or that much attention uh, from everyone now being part of a living masterpiece that's something that really brings joy to my mind and that's why i always try to go with that style when i'm starting a new project which made me think maybe I could start a new one after talking a lot about bonsais <laughs> <laughs> again. Let's just see it. Yeah. Um, if, I guess, hypothetical situation, right? Like, if you were to start a new one, what would you want? Like, what is your, like, what would you want it to look like and grow like? Well, I'm not a really, really exciting person in that, in that aspect. I just look at big trees. And when I found a piece of dead wood that resembles a tree, I know I just go like, yeah, maybe I could implement that into this. Or um, when I try to 
recreate the um, the the trees for my for my parents when they say they maybe need a new one for their pots or anything i know they like uh, computer games and stuff so mm -hmm. i go with like a fairy tale look or rpg oh. game kind of style oh. where you know you got that um tree trunk that just spreads out like normally and then just got that kink that maybe could like uh like a wave get washed to the side and maybe go under the root base where you then have this little curve and then start growing to the top again that's also something i um like i'm likely to go with because i also like this kind of style when i'm designing those little masterpieces <laughs> yeah it's very yeah. interesting how you can kind of warp a tree to make it look like how you want i never really thought about that yeah um the the first days with with my aunt like the first years obviously a mm -hmm. tree doesn't grow in days sadly um <laughs> we we just went with um with uh metal wire but uh. it's it's something that that leaves marks on the trees and that's not really the thing i want to have on the tree mm. and that's why we are also decided to go with like more natural <laughs> ways like having small branches wrapped around to to smooth out this path or going with like a little bit of uh, um, leather pocket to give him this curve we want him to Mm -hmm. And that's quite not that intrusive than having that metal wire that could leave like a spiraling mark on the tree. I mean, it could be for someone a piece of design or anything, right. but in my opinion, it just doesn't look that nice when you have the tree that has to resemble a big tree and then just got grooves around it like it's shaped that it came out of a barrel or something. Right. And just to kind of wrap this up for beginners who want to grow their own bonsais do you have any pieces of advice you would give them oh sure of course never ever as a beginner start from the seed it takes ages to oh, grow into mm -hmm. something except into an acceptable base to to work with but you can get yourself like a five or ten year old bonsai from a local gardener or hardware store mm. uh, usually at least where I live, they have a gardening and plant section. I don't know where it's where it is at other places in the earth. I'm not that familiar with everything. Or you just go into the interwebs and order order one from there. I mean, here in uh, Germany, it's just bonsai.de. In the UK, I think it was herons or something like this. But if you just Google how to buy a bonsai or where to buy a bonsai there should be some uh listings to mm. yeah to 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 get into it and if you need help with growing your bonsais there are lots of resources online like on, on youtube or other uh, forums where you can where you can chat with others or where you can um yeah just Get your get your experience shared with anyone else and getting help like I got help with the um, fungus with the mycelium infection mm -hmm. infection mm -hmm. that's yeah maybe just 
go on to Google and type in, uh, how do I care about bonsais? Please, Google helps me. Thanks, smiley face. <laughs> Marlon, do you have anything else you'd like to share? Well, mm, not really. I think I've said anything about my interest I could tell you. And anything else that I would have in mind would go pretty deep into the, yeah, the, the growing of the tree. But for this, I just got lots of words in my mother tongue and no one would understand me. So I'm just going <laughs> to keep it at this uh, simple explanation. Well, it All was right. still very thorough. Good. Okay. Uh, it was great talking to you. So thank you guys so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed it and have a great Sunday.